the fucking metronome out of here, man. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if we tried one episode with a metronome going the entire time. I think I would, and I modulated it to like get faster and slower. I think I would just tune it out after a certain point. Are you good at doing that? Like, are you good at turning out tuning out like things that bother you? Because I am not. Uh, it depends on the thing. Like, if it's um, if I'm doing something, it's very easy to tune it out if it's going on really? long enough. Um, if Daniel Hodson is uh, playing guitar while I'm trying to form a sentence, I cannot do it. Yeah, like, if I have like, a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, it's got to be like an ambient sound, like a constant thing. Like if it wasn't, oh, yeah. I'd be able to tune it out. Like if it's a okay, if it's a hum. What about the scream of a showerhead? You know how some showerheads just scream. I mean, there's nothing I can really do about that, so I might as well tune it out. Like, man, you're better at managing your anxiety than me. <laughs> you're much better at it, actually. Uh, welcome back to This Ain't a Scene. It's a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Carson Pace. Heed, hind, pronouns. <laughs> he, him, pronouns. I'm your other host, Dawson Beck. Uh, also, he, him, pronouns. And it's yeah. just the two of us today. It's just the uh, two of us today. Which has been a minute since it's just been the two of us, right? No. It, I think it had been a minute since we had a guest when we had Maddie on last week. Uh, we, we had Rocket the, the week before. Oh, yeah. For um, some song. I don't fucking even remember the, now. A good song. Oh, Hum Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah it was a good yeah. song. Uh, and today we have a bad a song. song today. <laughs> what's what's Maddie's spin ratio been like? Good has Maddie mostly gotten us good songs, or has most, Maddie know. mostly gotten us ass? I, all I know is that Maddie got us this this week. So yeah, I, so I she is the for enemy for that. Years. Definitely. Yeah. Um, she might as well be like. She's the ops for sure. She's the ops. She wanted to see some initiative, she's, so I'm going to blow up her entire quadrant. She's the Oppenheimers for real. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm moving different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll eventually get into it. Um, there was some shit that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I don't know. What's going on with you? Um, I have been variant collecting on vinyl for this band everything everything i brought them up on the show before they're my yeah, favorite band yeah i um, think you brought up variant collecting for them too yeah no i don't think on the show though yeah um, you may have only brought it up but um talking yeah i i have been collecting like and for those who don't know what variant collecting is it is when you try it like it's not just about getting all of the the records in a band's discography it's about getting all of the variants of a certain record yes yes yes. so if there are three variants pressed of a record uh you get all three you get all three um and so that's been going okay um i've been on this journey for about four years okay um, but uh because there's only one band that i variant collect for also which one? And it's honestly pretty easy because they have very, very few colored vinyl, but Sigaros is the only mm. band that I variant collect for. Yeah, everything, everything didn't start doing color variants until the album before this most recent one. Um, yeah. So I haven't had to worry about it too terribly much, although um, I had a, I ran into a snag today with that. Oh, a snag. A snag, yes. Um. I ordered the uh, Amazon exclusive red 
cover version of the album Reanimator, which is a lot of fans' least favorite Everything Everything record, but I happen to like it quite a bit. Um, And uh, I ordered it from some guy in Poland, and the communication was like, all right, you know, he got it shipped out relatively quickly. Um, And it arrived today, and it was just the standard variant. Not a red cover at all. So, and nice. I was a little upset about it because I paid like $40 for it. Jesus. And, yeah, because yeah, it's, you can't get it on one Amazon. One LP or two? One LP. Fucked 40 up. 40 for a one LP makes me so mad, dude. It's so upsetting. Like I did it for, you know what? I'm not even going to mention who it is. <laughs> um, I did it for a band that I'll tell you about, um, after this podcast for their 2021 record. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, uh, 41.99 price tag on this thing. Yeah. Which I remember because it was a weird number. Yeah. I was like, 41.99 price tag on this thing. That's how much my clipping, both my clipping vinyls were. Yeah. Um, or, you know, for there existed an addiction to blood and, uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Double LP from a band that I whose whose records I already collect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, not a double LP at all. Single forty dollar LP. Um Is it a gatefold at least? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I saw it today, funnily enough. I looked at it today. And it's only because I own every record of that band that I'm not getting rid of it. Mm. But I was pissed off. Yeah. Uh the the um oh fuck. You know what? Whatever. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. Um they it was so expensive because of the insert that came with it. Oh. And just a paper insert, but uh you know that doesn't seem like it would warrant a cost Nope, but uh, now I've given away what band it is, so <laughs> if I, you know, you know. Um, yeah, I, I still don't know what it is. I'll I'll tell you later. Okay. I thought you might know, but anyway. Maybe. I mean, I, the amount of fucking bullshit vinyl pricings I've seen in the past couple of years is... Yeah. Like, so, I mean... Dude, and maybe this is the only forum in which I'll address this. The Dowboys EP... Mm-hmm. being three songs one side uh 45 rpm 12 inch mm-hmm. and us having to sell it for 25 dollars i'm so sorry everybody like we tried to get that cost down as much as fucking possible yeah but, i remember you telling me about that a, a little yeah. bit before it happened well the packaging is super nice i did see like is it die cut uh-huh it's yeah. die cut yeah it looks really nice that de- that'll definitely bring up the price a little bit a little bit but <laughs> i imagine i'm just gonna give you one <laughs> okay yeah i don't that's, i don't that's I don't good think i hadn't ordered you. i hadn't ordered one yet um, uh you don't have to yeah, i mean i would it wouldn't be opposed to you doing it but like, yeah <laughs> the Bandcamp variant sold out mm-hmm. and i was like that's crazy because like Bandcamp is the only place where you can see like track lengths and like know that you just paid like 30 USD for <laughs> 30, 35 dollars USD for 13 minutes of music. Like, yeah. 
I mean, you know, it it happens sometimes. Like it does. Yeah, manufacturing costs can be a bitch, and then there's like a bunch of other factors that go into it. Yeah. So like, when you think about it, that's like ten dollars a song, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you if you like each of those songs to pay ten dollars for it, then hey, it yeah, doesn't true. Seem like that bad. True. true. <laughs> I did have somebody DM me and was like, "Hey, why is the new Dowboys record that expensive for three songs?" And I was like. Hey man, they didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, we tried. It we wasn't, tried. Like, wasn't really up to them. Not really up to us at all, no. But I think the next one that we're doing is going to be a double LP. Oh. I think they're finally letting us do it. So. Oh, that'll be epic. Not that Celebrity Therapist could have been a double LP either. It's only eight songs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, hey, if you, <laughs> if you really wanted to be fucking annoying, you could have made it a double LP. I guess two songs on each side. Two songs each side, <laughs> 45, 45 RPM. RPM. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, um, I have a record that's like that where it does not warrant the double LP at all. Fucking um, uh, Tyron by Slow Tie. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it. I got the deluxe version. He just did double LP so that he, they would have to give him a gatefold. You can still do a gatefold without uh, Oh, I'm very LP, aware, like, but... Like he, I think he labels no, he hate paying for it. Labels yeah. hate paying for the gatefold. Yeah. Like, why do we need it? Why we don't need that? What the scale? There's a cigar roast record that I have that is like not an XL pressing mm-hmm. of it. Like not the label XL that pressed it. Yeah. And it's like it's a double LP, but there is no gatefold. Oh, like it's yeah. just both records jammed in there. I have a I have a circus survive one that is like that too. Uh the Blue Sky Noise remaster. They just jammed two records into that one thing, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Real cheap reissue on this one. But. Yeah. That that happened with um the uh, I I got the new Travis Scott record for five dollars flat. Oh yeah. Have you spun it yet? No. Um, That's so funny. I have I have never heard the record, but like just the That's album hilarious. in general, I haven't listened to it. But it was five dollars. Eventually, you'll spin it maybe <laughs> but it's the same thing it's just it's two records like the um the sleeve is a little wider um so they just put both records in into one sleeve but okay, um word. that tyron record is shorter than celebrity therapist and it's and it's a double it's LP? a double lp well the 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 deluxe version was the standard is a single lp um the deluxe is uh it comes in a red and translucent disc and a yellow translucent disc. And it's shorter than 36 minutes? It is. Um, I thought uh, Celebrity Therapist was like closer to 40. It uh, is shorter so- than 36. It's 35. Yeah, Celebrity Therapist is 36, like nearly exactly. Gotcha. So. Yeah, it's still shorter than, than that. But um, it's not even 45 That's RPM, so though, That's which so, so I, I, was, I was a little annoyed by. I mean, it sounds good anyway. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, they fixed that with his newest record. Um, ugly. I thought he was like huge canceled. You know? Yeah, but I, I didn't know. know that until after I'd already got everything. Mm, I like, see. He's he's on. He is gonna be on trial for rape, which you know, not great, not cool, not cool. No. Um. Uh, I'm waiting for the uh, um verdict to come out but i haven't listened to anything oh really <laughs> of wow him, of him since since that happened yeah i mean that's tough because it's like ooh, you're saying about self-improvement and you're on trial for rape it's a little strange it's a little <laughs> weird yeah um uh, um so are you variant collecting just for everything everything right? yeah just yeah, for them yeah. um 
and uh, I have most of them. Um, I'm only missing two records now um, with the arrival of the ones I got today. Because even though the I got the wrong variant of Reanimator, the one like I already have that variant. So if he refunds me and doesn't want it back, I'm just going to give it to somebody in the Everything Everything Discord server. Nice. Um, nice. Do they still play? Oh yeah, I'm going to see them uh, next month in Chicago. Right on, right on. Cool. Mm-hmm. I saw them last year in November in Denver. Um, I flew out. Oh wow! And uh, stayed with a friend, and we both went. That's dope. Um, they're phenomenal live. Um, That's great. Real pog chant band, but um, yeah, I have. Um, I can check how many I have because um, I I be using Discogs like it's like my life depends on it. Um, I have twenty five records from just everything, everything, and holy shit, they have um six albums, mm-hmm. but they have a shit ton Man of seven Alive, inches. Arc. Man Alive, Ark, Get to Heaven, Reanimator. Fever Dream, Reanimator, and Raw Data Feel. Okay, gotcha. um, and up until like from. Man Alive era to Get to Heaven era, they did four. They did seven inches for their singles. Oh wow! So there are, I think, six or seven seven inches from Man Alive, <coughs> from like just before and while they were doing Man Alive, and then there's four for do Arc. They have, do and, they have a B side? Yeah, okay. all all of them have B sides that aren't on the Good. proper album. Oh, I love that, yeah, dude. It rocks. Um. Today, when I was moving out of my apartment, I saw that I still have, I think, three of those Acacia Strain seven inches that they did, where they each have a letter on them, and they spell out decay. Mm. Um, and I, I have D-E-C, so I have deck. <laughs> deck. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot I had these. And, like, it's pretty funny, because, like, that was for an album called slow decay mm-hmm. and it's 10 songs across what five seven inches mm-hmm. and then there's only two extra songs on the record and i have the record so it's like i'm like why did i buy all these seven inches like, <laughs> <laughs> felt super silly but yeah it it'll that'll happen i mean it will yeah i i um like so, they they did a normal like LP, and then they just did the seven inches for for funsies. Or no, they did they didn't announce the record until all five of the seven inches came out. And then okay. Like the album's called Slow Decay, and you have most of it, but the rest comes out <laughs> here in a little bit. So gotcha. Um, which was cool. I mean, I thought it was a interesting way of rolling out a record. They've Acacia Strain has done like every version of an album rollout. Mm-hmm. Like they did a surprise release Christmas Day for one record, for my favorite record of theirs. Actually, they did a surprise release on Christmas Day, based, uh, which was sick. Um, they've done like, they've done you know your classic rollout several times of mm-hmm. you know three singles over the course of you know three to six months and then the record. But then they did that fucking seven inch thing. And then most recently they put out two records in one day. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're trying everything, which at, if you're 30 years into a career, like, like they are nearly 30 years, like 
absolutely like yeah. you know just start trying shit like i don't fucking know man so if you're 30 <laughs> years into it and you still have a consistent fan base like you can yeah you have the freedom to experiment you can do whatever everything at, you could do anything you want pretty mm-hmm. much which i think is interesting how like a band like that and i mean to a certain extent have been like everything everything like it becomes less of like a band with a label and more so like a band with like a Patreon or something like that. So without the, like without all the like caveats that come with like Patreon, mm-hmm. please don't shut our page. down. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting how like, and every time I got, uh, every time I die, every time I fuck a guy, every, <laughs> every time, time I, I die, um, had like a very similar thing where, they were still doing traditional album rollouts, but like the fan base had become so like culty and internalized that it was like you almost knew everybody that was going to be at like your show. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you know, you kind of knew like it was just like more got shared and it was less of a like band than it was like hey we all really like these five guys that play music together yeah i can't wait to watch them do their thing like it felt more like a like a like a church or a cult or something <laughs> which is pretty interesting and you know these five guys are the pastors every week you yeah. know where they'd be like these uh this is what we ran in practice today which is like you know in my opinion not something that every band shares you know whatever mm. but not something that every band should share either. No, I like the set list to be a surprise, which I think we've talked about how I don't really like the like full album playthrough thing. The only yeah. thing I like about it is like you're hearing songs that you would never otherwise get to hear. I like it on album release shows or like an yeah. album tour. Yeah. Um, but like if it's just a normal show, like just switch it up, you know. Yeah. Um, we're doing a Die on Mars five year next year. Hell yeah. It's only like I think we're only gonna do like five shows. Five years, five shows of Dion Mars all the way through. Yeah. And then we'll milk the 10-year one super hard. <laughs> like, we'll milk the 10-year one real good. Every last dollar it's got. Every here, last baby. dollar. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I like the I like the surprise set list. I like the yeah. mix-up. I like the, um, you know, I like the spontaneity of it, I yeah. suppose. But anyway. Bummer Hill played a, a song we haven't played or rehearsed in a year and a half at our last show oh how'd that feel um it honestly went really well (laughs) it was like we hadn't stopped playing it um i forgot like one part but like the rest of it went really well yeah um we did it because uh chance has covid um oh shit we haven't been around him recently so his birthday just just happened too i know he found out covid on his birthday mm -hmm, he found out a terrible present yeah, he was too sick to play our last show, so we just did it as a three-piece, which we've done once before. Damn. Um, and uh, that makes me mad. Yeah, fucked up world we live in. But um, yeah, this is a fucked up world with fucked up people. That's what I'm saying. Um. Oh. Uh, you saying that reminded me that on this protest, the hero tour, we're playing three songs that like alternating between three songs every night in the same spot of the set list. Mm -hmm. One that we have not played live since 2020. Mm -hmm. Another that we have not played live since 
in over a year. Mm -hmm. And then another that we have, like, that we stopped playing live, like, 2019. Let's go. Like, uh, it's going to be an interesting ride. Yeah. I ran one of them vocally the other day. I ran Pure Schlock vocally the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a very like vocally boring song. <laughs> like, I was like, I I understand why people really like this, but like, like that's a song where I'm not gonna stand in one spot. Like, I'm gonna yeah. go and like annoy Maddie or you know kick Dan in the shin while yeah. we're playing that song or something. I don't know. Uh, this is a lot of dancing around. Stay frosty, milk tea, isn't it? Uh, stay frosty, royal milk tea is is the song we're talking about today. Is that and, the full title? Yeah, I miss the royal part. I guess that's that's. I mean, fine. I think I knew it was there, but I didn't want to acknowledge that it was there. Me with this whole song. By the way, everybody, uh, thank you for um, thank you for eleven patrons. Oh shit. Uh, Really appreciate all of you. Um, oh shit! Abby oh, Sherman is FaceTiming me. I have to all right. decline this. <laughs> um, hang on. <laughs> shit. Uh, Thank you, da-da-da-da. all eleven of you. Um, and if you would like to make that number larger than eleven, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash The Dreaded Wheel. Um, we have two patron exclusive episodes up right now. Um, one is a tour recap from. Carson's European tour and my second tour ever. Mm -hmm. And the other is just like 40 more minutes of Maddie content. Yeah. We just talked talked about a bunch of dumb shit with Maddie for for an extra 45 minutes or something. Hell yeah. Um, And Made You Listen will continue on on there. Uh, We're going to record that next episode soon, I think. Probably Saturday. Probably Saturday. I just, um, uh, <laughs> this is not to spoil anything for that, but uh, I listened to it twice, mm-hmm. uh, like all the way through. Unfortunately, both times it was over the speakers in the restaurant. <laughs> uh, you got to listen to it with headphones. I'm on, so like I tried using headphones like when nobody was in the store mm-hmm. and like it, I just like kept having like panic moments that like someone was breaking in yeah. because I had headphones in, but it's not a good gym record. No, like, it, I, not I at all. won't be able to play it in the gym and the three places that I am right now are my bed, the gym <laughs> and work. So it's a good bed record. Honestly, like, it is a good bed record. Um, but I got back into a thousand sons by Lincoln park. Yeah. That's been my bad record recently. Um, all right. So that record is, um, is zero by low roar for anyone who, Oh yes, yes, yes. Anyone who wants to listen to it before anyway, Dawson, uh, Maddie spun, (sighs) God damn it. Maddie spun the wheel last week. God damn you, Maddie. Got us a real fucking stinker. Um, so uh, let's talk about it. The song is called Stay Frosty Royal Milk Tea. And here's a snippet of it. And it's over. And it's I, over. Thank fucking God. Thank fucking God. That's um, over. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't already tell, we don't like this song. <laughs> bro, like, I just want to, I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I, I know our job is to talk about this. Um. I knew of this song and I was like, is that the one 
with with this line that we'll get to when we're doing lyrics, and mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I think I know what that is. I think it's on Mania. I knew it was on Mania. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said I think it's on Mania. But I was like, I think it's like early in Mania's track listing. Did not know it was the album intro. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawson, I did something that I... You're going to be so mad at me because I didn't... I, I haven't listened to Low Roar all the way through yet. <laughs> Dawson, I listened to Mania all the way through. Twice. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn it. Um, not by accident. On purpose. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um... Yeah, I had a like crisis listening to this song because mm-hmm. I was like, I I knew this song was bad. I knew I disliked this song. Um, I did not know I disliked it this much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not know that the rest of the album was. I I didn't know that I disliked the rest of the album this much. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I'm gonna say. There's some serious truthers out there for this record. A few of them in our mentions. A few of them in regularly. our mentions. More than a few in our mentions. Two in our Patreon. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's true. At um, least maybe. There's 11. You guys need to stop lying to yourselves. I'm serious. <laughs> like, like no more, no more of this, oh, I hate when Mania isn't an eight ball song. <laughs> no, you fucking don't. I... Uh, Hey, if you like Mania, I think you're cool, but I, I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, and I also think that you need to search deep within your heart <laughs> and figure out what it is you like about this album, A, and you also need to like just be able to tell yourself that it sucks. Do we know any, uh, any Mania defenders in real life? I know Mary Mahoney. Our friend, a friend of the show, famous YouTuber for her Panic at the Disco Viva Lost Vengeance video. Mm. Um, yeah, she likes like two songs on this record a lot. And then I think that she like kind of thinks this record is like campy, mm. um, which which I get. Uh Tom Lovejoy thinks there's one very good song on this record. Which one? Uh, Last of the Real Ones. This record's short. Uh, Blissfully it blows, short. It, uh, it, Thankfully, it's short. It blows by if you're not like listening attentively. Because mm-hmm. that's what I did. I did one listen where I just let this play, and I tried to see how long I could last. And I was like, wow, I made it through the whole record. Because mm-hmm. I got to Young and Menace, and I was like, oh, there's definitely five songs left. There was just one. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, that song feels like it should be earlier in the track list. So lead single from this. Fucked up, honestly. Lead single and also, like, came out a long time before, Way the, before record. the record. Yeah, I think when the record was still supposed to come out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I remember this song being out in 2017 because someone yeah. at, a, at a filmmaking camp I went to in North Carolina um, at this college I was trying to go to used it in their film. Um, and personally, that shit was dog ass. Yeah, uh, 
I, I, I really don't get it. I really, really don't get it, uh, everyone. Um, if you are a Mania defender and you know us, um, next time we get a Mania song, remind us and we'll put you on the show. Yeah. So you can like well explain I, yourself. Yeah. Let, or we can get um. But as what, long what was her name? Mary Mahoney. Mary Our Mahoney. Friend Mary Mahoney. There's a there's a on. specific Mania song that she wants to come on for that I okay. promise that she is allowed to come on for when we spin for it. Okay. Cool. Um. I I just want to like. Uh, I I kind of wanted to have Elder T on for this episode because uh, he said that this song contains his least favorite Fall Out Boy lyric, mm. which is pretty funny. Um, I think it might also be my least favorite Fall Out Boy lyric. I haven't quite decided yet. It might be it's mine as well. It's um, terrible. Yeah, man. Uh, just getting back to this song, like, song's not even three minutes long. Um... Boy, is it annoying and grating. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I think we criticize this band a lot for, like, the football music stuff, like the sports music, you know, the music you drink fucking Powerade to. Mm -hmm. um, this is a Powerade commercial song, if there's ever Is it, one. though? I like, think so. Have <sighs> you seen Powerade commercials? They're kind of ass. This, this feels like... Um, the fake song that's in the TC Tuggers commercial uh, in, in I Think You Should Leave. Damn. The one that's like, oh, 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 like that one. Yeah. One, two, three, now we're playing with the big boys. That one. <laughs> it's so empty and like, no, it, it's, it's somehow nondescript and intensely annoying at the same time. Very intensely annoying. Um, I've seen this song live. Is it any better live? <sighs> no. Damn. Um, I really tried to enjoy it, too. Mm -hmm. uh, because I was like, oh, okay, it's a Mania song. <laughs> um, they had a, uh, like, Five Nights at Freddy's style, like, visualizer for this song. What the fuck? It was like, them as like animatronic animals playing this um but like if eventually they all have blood and oh, you know oh, oh, no way yeah they're they're actually uh homicidal Whoa. no um so that like i i was paying attention to that a little bit um dude i fucking hate this thing. like i just hate this song so much <laughs> i and like I have to offer up a defense of this record because I offered up a defense of One More Light by Linkin Park on the episode of Discog Discourse that I was just on. Mm -hmm. that is defense, that the, the last one that they released? Yes, that is the, that is the final Linkin Park album mm -hmm. um, that we know of. Yeah, probably the last one. Most likely the last one. Um, but when I was talking about it, I was like, Every big band, every band that's done a stadium tour has to have one of these records. A record that is universally disliked by fans, critics, casual fans alike. Mm -hmm. um, so that the band can go course correct. Mm. Um, 
I still think I hate American Beauty, American Psycho more than this album. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so successful and so bad. <laughs> and like my mom knows the lyrics to Uma Thurman. And mm-hmm. She's like, I love that song. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I hate this record, but it definitely is. The more and more I listen to it, the more I realize that it is the reason we have so much for Stardust. Yeah. That's, that's what makes the most sense to me, at least. It definitely from, um, like interviews where they've talked about the creative direction for so much for Stardust. A lot of it comes off as, um, well, let's not do what we did with Mania. Again. Yeah. Um, which I can respect because this is dog ass. Um, this record is and this song is. Yep. In my personal opinion. Um, how did they they play this live? Like, because there's like that main riff, but it's ob- it is not a guitar. Um, um, this was... So my theory with the live show is that all the Mania tracks are back... Lo- back uh, there was backlash to them, but mm-hmm. backtracked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... All of them are backtracked and and not every instrument, but like they're they're definitely on a click for those. Yeah. Um the only thing that sounds real live for the mania songs are like the piano on Last of the Real Ones, which they still kind of play. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh the like live drums that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really remember what this sounded like. They played two Mania songs. Uh, or three. Excuse me. They played this one. They played Last of the Real Ones. And Patrick did that like piano version of Young and Menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is much, much better than the uh, the original. But Bar is underground. Yeah, true. Bar, bar is sub-eternal. Um, but... What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> movement. My eyes snapped to movement. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Um, yeah, they, the Mania songs just like don't sound real, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing because like in the set list, they'll go from like, you know, I don't care to this or something like that. Mm. Or they'll go from like Thriller to this and... uh it just sucks, man. I understand the intent in like in abstraction because like I don't care is a big ass song. Like it, yeah. it sounds really big. Yeah. Same with Thriller. And this on paper sound like if you like on paper this sounds big. In practice yeah. it is stifled greatly yeah. by 100%. the production. One hundred percent. And also like <sighs> It, it it has the it, it's like a pastiche of a of a big stadium track. <laughs> like it's got yeah. the big stupid riff, but like they don't even really do that right. Because, no, no. Like it's the same note for the first three go throughs, and then the last go through, they do a different note five times, and then the same note again three times, and then it's back to the same <laughs> note, and it really throws me off. Yeah, like every weird. time that happens, it like. It's like somebody is like, it's like somebody's about to finish a sentence and then they walk away. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you watch Seinfeld? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, know, I know the bit you're referring to. Yeah. There, there's, I know the bit that you're 
Carson just stood up. <laughs> oh, fucking. <laughs> I got your ass. You got me. Um, but um, for, for those who don't know what bit I'm talking about, there's a bit in, like, there's a, a George plot line um, for one of the episodes yeah. where he has a job interview, and then um, it, the, the interviewer goes, uh, just bear in mind that, and then he gets interrupted, and then the interview ends. And the whole episode is him trying to figure out if he is hired at this job, so he just goes into work anyway. And it turns out he was, but he doesn't know what he's doing, so he, he gets fired anyway, and then goes to work for somebody else who also gets cut off at their last sentence. And That's there's a joke funny. Elaine makes in the earlier episode, and earlier in the episode where she goes, um, "Yeah, he, well, he could have been saying, just bear in mind, uh, we are." Uh, being investigated by the FTC and uh, due to our executives being under court order, we can't hire anybody. And then the second job that George goes to, um, that's what they tell him. So <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> it's a good-ass bit, yeah. good-ass episode. Really but that's bit. what this main riff feels like. It doesn't persist. They're being investigated by the FTC and they yeah. can't currently hire anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't persist like that through the chorus, um, yeah. but the rest of the production is so like overwhelming and, and like buzzy that like I can barely tell that it's that the riff is there anyway. Yeah. Um, but man, that that is it's such a like to open up your album like that. Like this is the opener of the record. If people hadn't heard Young and Menace, this would or any of the other singles before this, this would be their first taste of the record. And yeah. it's this awkward, like plotting monkey brain riff that does not work at all. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with that at all. Um one thing that I wanted to bring up to you, I a couple couple things that I still want to bring up before we move on to lyrics, but uh, one one thing that I really wanted to bring up was that like there isn't a smash on this record like at all. No, like not even one that like like American Beauty, American Psycho. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Uma Thurman's undeniably a smash. Mm-hmm. People love that song. People love Centuries. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've told you before, like, I think that American Beauty, American Psycho song is, like, not awful. I disagree, but we'll get to that. I know. I know episode. we will. I like that song, but um, this record doesn't have, like, anything. Mm-hmm. This record has nothing. Which we've brought up on the no show hits, before, but, like... No tracks. It's just, It's just amazing. Like, we bring it up, I think... We brought it up at the last time we got a Mania yeah. song, but yeah, it's it was just Sunshine Riptide or whatever. It was. It's just baffling to me. <laughs> it's like, so strange. I I really don't get how like I, I don't know. Like if I objectively look at like from under the cork tree, I'm like I'm like yeah, the back half of this is like kind of samey, but like undeniably like smashes. Mm-hmm. Like you know I I can. I can see the value in that record while it not is, is not my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's their transition into being like a stadium rock band. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, 
I feel the same way about Save Rock and Roll. It's got a smash on it. It's got one. Mm-hmm. It's got the Phoenix. But uh, I just what do y'all see in it? I I really don't know. I really don't get it. It I is really really don't get it. It does make it like um more difficult to parse what people like about this record when there's not a like one song that people can point yeah. to and be like, that's the hit from this record. That's the that's the track. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like at what, least with every what song other one from Mania, do you want the eight the Magic Eight Ball song to be? Yeah. Like, it, what, the, what are you doing? They. It's so strange. Um, because, like, I do my best not to listen to this record ever. Um, <laughs> you try and avoid it as. Much I really as try to avoid yeah. it as much as I can because I do not like it one bit. Um, yeah. I think there's one song that I think is okay, but I don't even remember which one it is. Um, just going off what I remember from last time I listened to it, but I haven't talked to anybody who likes this record, who has the same favorite track as somebody else who likes this record. Yeah, which like I don't fucking know, man. Um, there's there's just you'd think that a a a clear pivot to um trendier sounds and all that kind of stuff would result in something happening like a minor hit at least but i don't remember young and menace making any impact i don't remember hold me tight or don't being anything other than like a minor hit at best Mm -hmm. i mean and it's not like fallout boy is going to crack the top like the hot 100 again but even then there's like there's mainstream popular and then there's also like still popular but not fucking playing on playing in a starbucks popular like right yeah it's just so strange and this um this song opening the record like i'll give it credit it is the perfect opening for this record because it primes you for an identity (laughs) absent just confusing experience yeah yeah um the other thing I wanted to bring up um well there's two um two more things I want to bring up one this has got to be the worst album intro right is this worse than irresistible is this a worse song than irresistible I don't remember irresistible but I well, the forgotten football song I would I would probably bet that I like Irresistible more than this. Irresistible at least makes me feel something. Yeah. Uh, is this a worse song than The Phoenix, in yes. your opinion? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. I, yeah, I think this is by far the worst album intro that they've ever had. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is... Um, I have to add three more songs to the wheel because I did not know that Fall Out Boy recorded an EP um, called uh, La Mania, Lamania, Lamania. Why are you Um, having such difficulty pronouncing it? Because it's spelled like llama, but merged with the word mania. Lamania. They released it under the band name Frosty and the Nightmare Machine, but it is three. It is three Fall Out Boy songs. Well... So we have three extra mania songs to throw on there, which sucks. Um, yeah, I, I 
think that this record has so little identity that I have a lot of trouble disliking it as much as I dislike American Beauty, American Psycho. Mm -hmm. So it's still not my dead last, but... um, It's not my dead last either, but my dead last is Save Rock and Roll. Yeah. So I do like this less than American Beauty, though. Uh, this is this is I my second. I think to dead I last. like it more than American Beauty. Um, but the thing is, is like there's no smashes, so none of these songs have been in my face ever. Mm. Like Dawson, I cannot tell you what Bishop's Knife Trick sounds like, Me and I've heard it twice this week. <laughs> I also can't tell you what Champion or Heaven's Gate sounds like. I can maybe sing you a couple bars of of Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's just it's such a this one's painful. This one hurts me. This it's such me a an avoidable record, and yeah, this song is also avoidable because I I listened to it a bunch on the way up here, and um, I I. St- still cannot tell you the, the vocal melody of the first verse yeah. or the pre-chorus like i barely have the chorus melody in my well head. let's uh let's get into these lyrics yeah unless okay. there's something else you want to bring up about the song itself i all i'm gonna be doing is just shitting on it shitting more. on it more yeah and, and it makes me feel bad to to be such an asshole about a band that i love releasing a, a song i don't like but uh, i mean Listen, we're here to talk about the songs um, and our opinions this about them. This record's the reason I won't variant collect them. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have, God, variant collecting for any Hot Topic era band is a fucking nightmare because they all have Hot Topic exclusives and those are so oh, expensive. Oh, yeah, those are expensive. Mm-hmm. I think I still have one. Prohibitively I think, so. I think I still have a day to remember one. Oh, wow. I know. That's big. <laughs> I know. Maybe, I'll, maybe I can sell that for money. Probably. Um, I'm not ever gonna spend that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's let's get into these lyrics. Um, I hate. I'm about to go Tanya Harding on the whole world's knee. Really stupid. I really hate that one. I mm-hmm. think that's like maybe the worst lyric this band's ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think I've said before that like I I think where did the party go is like such a terrible song lyrically, but like I think this might top it. This this shit sucks, man. Yeah. Um, I'm about to go Tanya Harding on the whole world's knee, and I'm stuck night vision, so stuck night vision. But I come to life, come to life. Um, and I don't know what any of that means, but uh, <laughs> here's the annotation for I'm about to go Tanya Harding on the whole world's knee. It's very long. Not going to read all of it. Tanya Harding is an American figure skater who is infamous for being involved in an attack on her teammate and main competitor, Nancy Kerrigan. Um, at, around the time of Mania's release, Harding's story was made into a biographical movie called I, Tanya, sparking newfound interest in the figure skater. Bassist and lyricist Pete Wentz revealed to Nylon that this was a coincidence, as the lyric had been written before the band knew about the movie's release. Um, I don't know if I... Uh, I don't I don't know if I believe that because they love doing topical shit like that these days. They love throwing something in there where they're like, huh? Remember? Yeah. 
I think it's possible they didn't know as well though because Mania it's possible, like yeah. it Mania had been in the oven for a while and I don't know Yeah, that's right. They redid it. Mm-hmm. They redid it a bunch of times. I would so like love to hear what this record almost was. I would too. If nothing else for the fact that I want to know if it was worse than this. Yeah. I I would really like to know if they just like got this to a place of like releasable quality. And they were like, fuck it, drop it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. Ass, drop it. Um, <laughs> this shit sucks. Put it FOB out there. FOB also uses the public breakdown motif throughout the album to critique celebrity culture, which notably appeared on the first single, Young and Menace, through a Britney Spears quote, oops, I did it again. I. Um, <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that has... I don't know what this song is about. Yeah, um, I don't understand it at all. I don't know what Stay Frosty Milk Tea means. Stay Frosty Royal Milk Tea. The, the Genius page says that it's about themes of celebrity culture and madness spawning from the culture that, like, from, from that culture. And, um, yeah, I don't really see it. Um, it just... It, yeah, if it's really about it. that, it's a very non-specific way of talking about it. Like the only the chorus is the only thing that's ever stopping me is me. Um, I testify if I die in my sleep, then know that my life was just a killer dream. I mean, sure, maybe it's like celebrity culture moves so fast, and if I die in my sleep, I was fucking balling. But like that could apply to yeah. so many things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and also this band's written about this subject in a much more eloquent way before. Yeah. Um, the title of the song is a reference to the two llamas that are seen throughout the Mania era, Frosty and Royalty. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing to name your song after. That really inspires confidence in me that it was written with a meaning in mind. Yeah. Uh, that's some that's some like Tumblr lore that I just don't know about. I guess. Yeah. Um, so no, at the very at the very least, with Fallout Boy's other non sequitur album titles, like at least they're not like directly related to the rollout of the album. Yeah. Like true. I don't know. We <laughs> Bummer Hill wouldn't call a song "Bippy the Frog" is really cool. You Although, might though. I mean, it would be funny, you but might, like. Though. <laughs> It'd have to be a nonsense song. Um, Some Princes Don't Become Kings feels like a throwaway that was like, I, I don't know, just like in a notes app somewhere. Damn, life happens. Some princes don't become kings. Sometimes you're on the up and up and then you don't make it. This interesting contracts contradicts lyrics presented on the band's 2014 hit in which Patrick insists that the band will be remembered alternatively it could also refer to how some people never reach their full potential um cool. there's there's a possibility that this lyric alludes to the acclaimed musician Prince who died in April 2016 due to an overdose if so this line could reference a section from Prince's 1992 track my name is Prince my name is Prince. I don't want to be king because I've seen the top and it's just a dream. Um, I don't think it's about Prince dying. I would love for it to be related to Prince. Um, 
I mean, the cover of the album's purple. Like, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I personally think that princes and kings and royalty in general is just a, a pretty common metaphor for success. And they used it like that. Um, I don't think they were like, damn, Prince died of a drug overdose? Guess he never became a king. So that'd be yeah, pretty. That'd be a pretty callous thing to put into your song. <laughs> it'd be kind of fucked up. It'd be pretty funny. Uh, and then we get to Elder T's least favorite lyric, uh, ever written by Fallout. Fallout Boy. Uh, are you smelling that shit? Are you smelling that shit all day, Razzy Stones? <laughs> That's my least favorite Fallout Boy line ever as well. So. <laughs> I think it might be mine also, just to, just to pile on. Just to fuck, like, uh, holy shit, I gotta, I gotta shit, read this dude. whole an- annotation, because I, I, this lyric sucks. All day resistance is a play on words, all day perfume, toilette, uh, toilette, cologne are French terms for perfume and cologne. As such, this line is referring to the smell of resistance. It is also a play on the common French phrase, plat plat de resistance in english often called a piece de resistance often used to describe the last the best part of a meal or set of items the phrase also directly translates to resistance water <laughs> which adheres to the wave aesthetic used throughout the album this theme has appeared on the album cover lyrical themes in in songs such as sunshine rip time and early teaser material for the album the gentle pull of a tie that rolls over and over again and by the sheer nature of its essence becomes an indestructible will ripping out sand eroding what it was before without a care a transformational monster becoming the madness and a frenzy of a truly bulletproof wave i'm not just here for your love i'm here for all of the love an overdose of dopamine we are living inside of mania right now the never sleeping, never blinking, caught forever in the sunshine riptide. Uh, Fall Out Boy have played with French phrases before, notably with the title of their fourth studio album, Folia Do. Don't ever, ever uh, mention the holy book of the Lord uh, in the same sentence as, <laughs> as the worst lyric I've ever heard in my life. This has 114 upvotes. 114 is a lot. Yeah, one comment. I want to see what's going on. We've never looked at the comments. Uh, the comment for is this. from non-binary POTUS. That is a great username. <laughs> uh, that's really fucking funny. And they just say, "But seriously, are you spelling that shit from four months ago?" <laughs> from four months ago. I think I might love this person. I think they might I, be awesome. I think I think um, they might be fucking dope. I think non-binary POTUS should come on the show. Non-binary POTUS, please come on. This ain't a scene. It's a podcast. Um, but yeah, this this line is shockingly horrible. Yeah, I hate it. Um, not <laughs> even just the line itself, but the way Patrick delivers it. The first time I heard that line, I was like, and and. Before I continue, I'm not a prude, obviously. Sure. If you've ever listened to me talk sure. on this podcast, you know I'm I'm not a fucking Yeah. I'm You're not smoking a, filtered uh, crack, you stupid I'm smoking piece of filtered shit. crack, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> so but like for some reason, just the way that Patrick says it, I was like, ooh, what the fuck? <laughs> like pl- clutching my pearls for some like for for some shit. Like he 
it just sounds so nasty the way he says it. It sounds like he's not talking about metaphorical shit, but literal shit. He's like, hey, check. I just fucking dumped on the ground. Are you smelling that shit? Like, no, man. man. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And then, um, just, you know, random French at the end there. Cool, man. Um, oh, de resistance. Fuck you. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Um, hate that. Uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, the smell of resistance or whatever, but like, uh, it just it's uh, it just sucks. It I what hate is it. the what are they resisting though? I don't know. Like, what, what are is they resisting? The... Celebrity culture, the topic that this song is barely about. Are uh, are they resisting becoming kings? Which I mean would make sense uh, around the the release of this record because this did not do anything for them. No, um, no. In fact, it bumped them down a peg. Yeah, which sucks. The only thing that's ever stopping me is me. Are are you resisting yourself? Yeah. The only thing that's ever stopping me is me. Is what that an how an, it goes? I think so. Yeah. What an annoying chorus melody. What a terrible chorus melody. It's, it, it doesn't even really feel like they like... There's two credited producers on this. Um, I don't know if they have writing credits. I don't think they do. Um, but... Uh, they, you got to stop people from making garbage. <laughs> you have to. I, you got to get to I'll, a point. I'll where... say it day in and day out. Is if, if your homie makes some trash, you got to tell your homie that it's trash. Mm-hmm. You can't let your boy, just because you're getting paid, you can't let your boy or someone who you barely know, uh, for that matter, uh, make garb garbage mm-hmm. um i would have thrown this song at the wall <laughs> i don't even know how i'd do that um, i would have put it on a i would have burned it to a floppy disk and threw it up against the wall as hard as i could i think the uh second verse uh, makes even less sense um Seems like the whole damn world went and lost its mind, and all my childhood heroes have fallen off or died. Fake tears, real living fake tears, but the alcohol never lies, never lies. <laughs> what I feel is like he reading, waffling about? I feel yeah. What was what was he cooking? What was he understand. cooking? <laughs> I feel like I'm reading like. I feel like I'm reading I, I ancient like I'm, alien tomes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm flipping bricks for Mansa Musa before y'all even became a Type One civilization. It's like, you know, when you read like esoteric lyrics and you can tell that there's like something there, yeah. Even if you don't immediately get it, like, and I granted, I don't do that every time. Like, it's like fucking sunglasses by black country new road that song yeah. is a like it's very easy to listen to that song first time and then hear him go um i'm more than adequate leave kanye out of this and go that's funny and then laugh the whole song off um but yeah. like so i mean i'll admit that i've i've come up to lyrics that were like sort of inaccessible at first and then been like oh there's probably nothing here or whatever and then found out later that there was there was something there but really like 
this verse, I, I <laughs> yeah, it's it just seems the ideas seem so disconnected from each other. Like, um, the I don't know what is trying to be communicated here, and it feels like every line is from a different song. Yeah, it this this feels like the. <laughs> this feels like the the fucking um the air up uh, the air up here by origami angel if none of the other songs existed <laughs> it's just going through the choruses of songs that don't fucking that never happened in the record or like remember when Lear- radiohead like picked lyrics out of a hat for everything in that's right place mm-hmm. this feels like all the other words that were in the hat you know <laughs> like <laughs> yesterday i woke up sucking a lemon was taken you know yeah um yeah uh, the annotation on all my childhood heroes have fallen off or died fake tears real living fake tears is uh this line could be referring to how the media and the public have a habit of being over dramatic hence the fake tears they are living a lot of celebrities have passed away in these last couple of years everyone sends out prayers all the time and tell the world how sad they are about it when in reality it's only for show in general People nowadays do not hesitate to hop onto social media, eager to share their sadness for attention, when in reality they aren't sad at all. That makes a little sense with those two lines I, paired together. I guess so. It makes a little sense. But I feel like it's being read into really hard. But that doesn't um that that does not help the the two lines that those two lines are sandwiched between. Um seems like the whole damn world went and lost its mind and but the alcohol never lies, never lies. <laughs> Um, Dude, why have we been reading comments on these sooner? Holy shit. I want to redo the whole podcast. Uh, There's someone from six years ago marked this as a stretch, which I didn't know you could do. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, below that, user Evan Fries just said, Plublicity. (laughs) (laughs) Plublicity. Whoa. Publicity is taking me out, dude. Publicity. They should have put that in these earlier. Holy shit! They should have put that in everything in its right place. (laughs) Publicity. Oh man. Oh dude, these are so funny. Uh, but seriously, are you smelling that shit? Uh, Oh, I wish I wasn't. Um, I don't have much else to say about the lyrics other than I really, really dislike this song a lot. We've gone through all of the lyrics that don't repeat, um, most of them at least. Uh, I think the only like redeemable line in this song is you get what you grieve. Um, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I don't think it's uh, like revolutionary, but yeah. it's pretty good. But it's, it's, you know, it's nice. It's nice. Like It's like you only, you only get that which that you are least prepared to get or something i don't fucking know it's like um you don't get what you expect um go and coincides with some princes don't become kings um are you smelling that shit yeah well at the end of the day the the whole song boils down to that fucking moment yeah because like that 
the it, the the pre-chorus like builds up to that and then the chorus like switches entirely yeah it almost feels like there's supposed to be a dubstep breakdown after yeah, no, it is like shit. a dubstep thing and yeah. then it doesn't happen in the whole song which granted i'm not complaining about because that would have been terrible yeah that would annoy me but really it is bad. still very confusing um yeah it's a really unfortunate line yeah really terrible line this song is shit um i will say there's one song this song did some good mm-hmm. um because it brought us our first negative reddit post in i oh, don't know how shit. long dawson holy shit. um i found this uh earlier today when i was looking for shit and uh oh wow um it's hater week, man. It's hater week. <laughs> it's and hater Reddit's week. with us. R slash Fallout Boy one year ago from user deleted. Not to grief the sub or anything, but why exactly do people like Stay Frosty Royal Milk Tea? Based. <laughs> I know I'm treading into enemy territory here because I'm not really a huge FOB fan, but some of their songs are really good. Onto that specific song, the lyrics are actually pretty good, but the reason I cannot stand the song is for one simple, for the simple reason that the chorus is so cringe. Are you smelling that shit? I'm not Christian or anything, but the profanity is just unnecessary. It makes it sound like the band is attempting to be edgy for no apparent reason. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, but the worst part, (laughs) I don't know, but the worst part is just after this. All day resistance. One. And he made the font bigger for this. And this person <laughs> made the font bigger. One butchered the fantastic language of Francois. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Two cringe AF. It makes sense if it were on some powerful statement on a takeover by a foreign power or something like that. You know, something to pull a nation together over. But that's just not the case. <laughs> Three resistance water. Really? It's like that. It's like they just wanted it to sound edgy and not much beyond that. I mean, really, what is resistance water? A mixture of mud and piss bucketed out of a trench on the Somme. Holy shit. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Honestly, I'd listen to the song if there was an edit to take out that specific part. I hope someone can point out why it's apparently better than Uma Thurman, because I'm real fucking confused. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and, uh, oh man, this person got cooked into deleting their account, I'm pretty sure, which, uh, let's just, you know, scroll down here. I stick uh, up for you, deleted user. User sunshine underscore underscore riptide. <laughs> Whoa. Uh... Profanity is unnecessary. LMAO. There's one or two dams and shit. All day resistance is clearly meant to be perfume of resistance. You might think it's cringe, but it's a banger, and maybe you're the cringe one, OP. Bruh. And then they edited their post to say, sarcasm, by the way, I don't think you're cringe. So that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. they did that. Wow. Uh, Very cool. And then someone just tried to defend it by saying, it's a banger. You know what? Doesn't help. Uh, Simple and to the point. I fuck with it. Uh, you definitely come across as salty about the profanity, which is just weird and unnecessary. Also, the song slaps. My impression is that they were going for a, like a perfume of resistance, but I agree that the line is very jarring. Other than that line, the, re- the majority of the rest of the song really resonates with me and has some really good lyrics. Um, I don't know what part would be resonating 
I uh, maybe the chorus. Um, the only thing stopping me is me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that uh, could probably resonate I, with I somebody. Guess, I, I like to the point about the um, the profanity in this song. It's like you know the song "Jealous" by Nick Jonas. Sure. Um, you know that the popular version is the clean version. Yeah, you're um, so sexy, beautiful. Yeah, everybody wants a taste. Yeah, that That's line, why. little awkward, I'm but. Still a gay guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, right, my fault. <laughs> anyway, um, that line is is awkward, and I don't really like it. But it's way better than the original line, which is. You're too fucking beautiful, and everybody wants your sex. Like, come on, man. That sucks. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it gives me the same vibe as that. Like, a little bit, yeah. Um, and also, it feels like they're swearing for the first time too. Yeah, like a little it's, bit. <laughs> you're too fucking beautiful, and everybody wants your sex. It's the same vibe as. Are you smelling that shit? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and also like, like it sounds like Imagine Dragons swearing. Has Imagine Dragons sworn yet? I think Sword? they have. Have they? I think so. I feel like there's... Um, I feel like on like Natural they swore. I heard... Uh, I heard Thunder like in full for the first time today. I'm so sorry to hear that. Dude, it's got a riff at the end. I didn't know it has a riff. Yeah, but you have to sit through <laughs> the whole rest of the song to get to it. Carson is dying over here. Oh, Jesus. Um, somebody drew an anime girl with um, very uh, large breasts and thighs. <laughs> awesome. Uh, with just the caption, stay frosty. Um, and uh, it's got no interaction on r slash fallout boy. Damn. Uh, but I really like it, so that's cool. Um, uh, I'm googling. Have imagined dragons sworn? That's awesome. I feel like they have. Have imagined dragons sworn? Um, on the Imagine Dragons subreddit, there's a post called swearing. Um, no way. And uh, oh, give it to me. And- <laughs> And uh, it's it goes, I know this is a weird topic, and I already know what most of you will say, but I just want to hear your thoughts on it anyways. The thing that sparked this thought was listening to Radioactive featuring Ke- Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't yeah. know he did a Radioactive remix. Yeah, they played it on SNL together. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, doesn't what? that suck? I mean, I know he did some fucking whack-ass features, but I didn't know one of them was Radioactive. Yeah. Well, that's the key to becoming a popular rapper, is to... Do I don't even know if that's true. JID also has a has a well, yeah. I mean, in in, in Kendrick's case, I don't know. Oh, the misery! Oh, the misery! (laughs) Whoa, that was crazy! (laughs) Every single person! (laughs) Oh, the misery! Every single person is my enemy! (laughs) Oh, the misery! I just want to check off tonight. (laughs) <laughs> okay. To pornography. <laughs> oh, the misery. <laughs> I just want to check out to pornography. <laughs> D- 
do we know any more of that chorus? Spare the sympathy. <laughs> I okay. Anyway. I'm still jacking off to pornography. <laughs> pornography. Pornography. I'm Mormon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, the thing. The thing that sparked this thought was listening to Radioactive featuring Kendrick Lamar and noticing the three fucks that Kendrick said in the song. This is not a remix. It's an officially released track by Imagine Dragons. Well, remixes are still usually officially released, and it is also a remix, but anyway. It is not said by Dan, but it is technically swearing in an Imagine Dragons song. This post is eight years old, by the way. Um, So how would you feel if Imagine Dragons ever did it again? especially if it was said by Dan himself. I know a lot of people like Imagine Dragons because they don't incorporate sex, drugs, or swearing into their songs. I put it in quotation marks because it's something a ton of people say to imply that artists who do make songs about either of those things are, are not inherently about? not as good Because you're a gay sex man <laughs> and you have gay sex. You've got to suck my dick so you can be a gay man. Did you look up the lyrics to Natural so you could No, do that? I had that in the holster ready to go. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> did, uh, this person is cooking um, yeah, something. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, I saw tons of hate on the Kendrick Lamar remix by Imagine Dragons fans when it came out for that exact reason. Um, I think probably because it sucks. Shut uh, up, dude. <laughs> this is a long post. Holy shit. Um, I, listen, the thing that ties this whole post together is that Imagine Dragons uh, is a youth pastor band um, where they, they used to be um, heavily involved in like contemporary churches or whatever. They probably still are. They're like youth leaders or whatever. I don't know if they're yeah. leaders, but they um self-admitted. So I feel like uh, I, I feel like that extends to their fan base a little bit, where they're a little skittish about swearing, especially if Imagine Dragons does it. Um, another post from 2019 asks: Has Dan swore in an Imagine Dragons songs? Also, are there any songs that mention sex? Um, and the top comment says he pretty much just says hell and that's not even a curse word. So nah. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so I guess imagine dragons doesn't swear, which is really funny considering some of the features they've been on. I mean, yeah, kind of actually tight. It is baller. I actually fuck with that super hard. Yeah. Even on songs, um, like sucker for pain with fucking who's on that song. Is Lil Wayne on that song? I know, I know it's like, it, it's a strange, strange I don't know. cut. It's a, it's a real, I'm just a sucker for pain. <laughs> I'm just a sucker for cock. <laughs> I love to suck a man's cock. <laughs> sucker for pain. Who's on that song? Um, Lil Wayne, Liz, Wiz Khalifa, Imagine Dragons, Logic, and Ty Dolla Sign? Is that who that is? Let's go, dude. Yeah. Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, Imagine Dragons, Logic, and Ty Dolla Sign. That's so crazy. Um, what a lineup. I forgot Logic was on that song entirely. Yeah. We've, got, we've really gotten away from oh, yeah. Steph Frosty Royal Milk Tea. Do you want to rate it and uh, thank our patrons and then... Spin the wheel. That sounds good to me. Cool. Sick. Um, two out of ten. 
I don't know if this is my first one, but I think we both gave a one to Sunshine Riptide. No, I think I gave Sunshine Riptide higher. I can check the spreadsheet. If not, I'd like to amend my score. Uh, let's find out. Sunshine Riptide's a three compared to this. This is <laughs> awful. Um, this. Let's see. I we've oh we didn't start the fire. Oh, I gave that a one. Mm-hmm. We both did. Um. Well, you gave it a zero, actually. Oh, okay. So maybe this is technically my first one. And you gave um. Oh, Death Valley. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. This is. This is better than Death Valley. I. I it's better than say. Death Valley. I guess that's why. Actually, it's a two you me. know what? I might. I think it's better than Death Valley, so that's why Death it's a Valley's two for me. trying. What is it trying? <laughs> I uh, mean, we talked about catchy. it on the episode. I guess that's true, but like, you could you could say that this is trying to be in a Powerade yeah. commercial. Death Valley is a. Uh, is one where I'm like, this isn't for me, and I really don't like this, but like, I could see a like 20 year old sorority girl really liking this song, mm-hmm. or like a 16 year old Fallout Boy Stan really liking this song. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, I don't get it at all. This mm-hmm. is for nobody. This yeah. is uh, uh, m- the music that was playing on the fake planet uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, <laughs> the like counter Earth music. Yeah. Fuck you. Or they're all animals. Yeah. This is this is bat face bitch music. <laughs> um so uh I wanted to give a couple of our patrons a shout out. What what rating do you give this? One. One. For sure. For all sure. Right. One. A one and a two. A one and a two. Um so thank you to our eleven patrons. Uh Jordan Jackson. Uh, who asked Dawson, "What's your hair routine?" My hair routine is um, I have Native conditioner, um, like the brand Native, okay. and um, I shampoo it maybe once a week and conditioner every other day. Um, not every other day, but every other day of the week. Jordan um, Jackson's our only wheel man, so I think I think he appreciates this whole breakdown. Yeah. Um, I don't do a lot to my hair, honestly. I don't. I don't brush it. Um, Interesting. I don't. Um, I don't put any product in it. Uh, I just condition it and nice. stay clean. Nice, awesome. Uh, so if you want to be like me, just uh, get lucky, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get good genes. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas A. McGraw, shout out Nicholas A. McGraw. Uh, shout out Chirp. Shout out Logan. Shout out Andrea Quinn. Shout out Sleep Sundays, which I believe is Elder T. Uh, shout out Ryan. Shout out Dez. Shout out Brant Forbes. Shout out Orange Dylan. Orange Dylan. Uh, and uh, shout out Madeline Capper, who says, uh, thank you for introducing me to Breakants. Hypochondriac is an amazing album. Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah. So. All right. Um. Is that is that everything with to do with the Patreon? I believe so. Well, um, you want to roll out that carpet while I pull up that wheel. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. That if young you, wheel. If you made it this far, um, 
if you would like Ratchet to su- wheel. <laughs> if you would like to support us further, you can go to Patreon.com. Disgusting wheel. <laughs> you can go to Patreon.com slash the dreaded wheel. Um, that nasty wheel. And get in early because uh, we pro- if it gets big enough, we will not be able to list off every Patreon we have. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, follow Carson and I's bands uh, at the Callous Dow Boys on Instagram, at Callous Dow Boys on Twitter. Follow my band at Bummer Hill on Instagram, at Bummer Hill Emo on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, uh, at The Dreaded mm-hmm. Wheel on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Do that. And... Um, think that's everything no cure straight edge die slow fuck you yeah so absolutely. true so true um fuck all right vice <laughs> uh let's spin this damn ass wheel and get out of here we're spinning the wheel we're spinning that young young wheel that fucking wheel jetpack blues this is our first american beauty american psycho song oh, so no. i feel like it's a good time to reveal that since that album has a whole remix album. We will not only be talking about <laughs> I Jetpack forgot Blues, about this. <laughs> but we will be talking about the remix of Jetpack Blues. Oh, who in the same on that one? Oh. Uh, I think that's the Big Crit one. So we're probably actually in for like something good. <laughs> because Big Fuck. Crit is good. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, man. But, um, yeah. You know this is their most popular album on Spotify? Yeah, it's got centuries on it. Oh, yeah, that would be why. Yeah. Okay, hang on. I'm confirming if it's the Big Crit one. I think it is. Um, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So we will be talking about Jetpack Blues next week and Jetpack Blues featuring Big Crit. Um, so uh, pray for us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I've never felt worse <laughs> in my life. <laughs>